Oh, sorry, Vern. <laughs> didn't mean to wake you up. I just didn't want you to miss today's big entertainment extravaganza. That's right, Vern. Today's the big day when your old buddy Ernest P. Worrell will go down in those big fake history books. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Network Special, the podcast where we talk about things shown on TV that were supposed to only be seen once. My name's Zachariah Durr. Uh, my name's Nathan P. Worrell. And we're talking about a little special that was seen, I believe, only on the Disney Channel called Ernest Goes to Splash Mountain from 1989. Yes. And he does. And boy, does he. (laughs) It was premiering a brand new ride at Disneyland called Splash Mountain based on the super racist movie called song of the south (laughs) yes Um, from 1946 1946 and disney releases um these these kind of infomercials constantly in different Mm -hmm. forms sometimes it's in the form of broadcasting their parades sometimes it's these little standalone specials but it's incredible because if you see something that Disney uh, creates now to promote their own product, it could not be more dramatically different mm-hmm. than yeah. this one for so many reasons that we're <laughs> going to get into. I think, I mean, the whole point of our show is that we are talking about, you know, in, at its essence is appointment television. And there isn't really that now. I mean, you don't have to be anywhere to watch a show. So a lot of stuff back then, like it's like you said, they would air their parades now, but it's not really, it's just they're showing the footage and then they get, you know, a partially famous person to sing a song. But back then they would produce and write and like create a story and all kinds of things. Sort of. I, you know, I put story, like story in quotes. but Sort of. I, I think the biggest difference is that, so if you watch something like the, the Disney Christmas Parade now, you're seeing the parade, you're seeing promos for the new ride, but they are edited within an inch of their life. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, <laughs> Megan Trainor will come out and sing something on the main stage. Yeah. Um, but everybody shown in the footage is a tween or Regis Philbin sometimes. <laughs> but it, and the people who they're showing in the park are are very attractive families. It's mm-hmm. always sunny. It's always picture perfect. And the thing I love about these 80s and 90s Disney specials is that it just looks like Florida and – or I'm sorry, we're in California. Yeah. Nevertheless, like – it had the. It just looks hot. You see all these dumpy Midwesterners who have come out to the park <laughs> to be on right. this show. And there's actually someone wearing a Disney MGM Studios shirt in one of the scenes. Yeah, and respectfully tucked into their denim. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so definitely, as far as I'm concerned, a Midwesterner. So let's talk about the overarching plot of Ernest Goes to Splash Mountain. We have our hero, Ernest P. Worrell, uh, who is going to be the first adult to ride this brand new attraction, the Disney's first log flume ride, the five-story, um, how how far is that drop? 40 miles an hour drop, I think. It's like 50 feet or something, too. I, I was looking online. It was their biggest thrill ride at that point. Yeah. And they weren't, I think that's something that they have, um, at that time, especially were 
struggling with as far as being a park for everyone and that they didn't have these thrill rides. Everything was a, a, a version of a dark ride. Right. 1980 Disney CEO Michael Eisner famously had a teenage son who would always complain that Disneyland and Disney World were too baby. So Michael Eisner said, we're going to put thrill rides in. We're going to make scary stuff so teens will think we're cool. Which that's yes. how you make yourself seem cool to teens is have a middle-aged man say, we're going to make ourselves seem cool. <laughs> And we're, and if we make anything based on a cartoon from the 40s, we're going to name it after a current movie I'm promoting. <laughs> Can you explain that? Because I love okay, that story. So, so um, originally the name of the ride when they were developing th- this was called Zippity River Run, which is, which is a bad name anyways. Right, but at least it, has, it references the <laughs> yeah. Zippity Doodah, which was the song yeah. in Song of the South. And it is a river run. Yes. Um, so, so it is, it does fit. But um, Michael Eisner decided that he also wanted to promote the Tom Hanks, uh, Daryl Hannah movie Splash that was coming out at the same time. And he wanted to come, he wanted to call it Splash Mountain. The Imagineers largely ignored this, uh, but the name stuck around anyway somehow. It's insane <laughs> that anyone would say, hey, let's ride Splash Mountain. Huh, Splash, sp- Splash, Splash with Tom Hanks. Let's buy Splash on VHS, honey. <laughs> I, I mean, there's no merchandise for it. There's there is no reference whatsoever to the movie. Yeah, for the no. movie Splash, nothing. Splash also not a movie for children. I mean, I'm sure no. kids no. saw it. I'm sure kids saw Bachelor Party too. It wasn't like made for. Oh, there's kids. a second one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I mean, this just seems like uh, like something Howard Hughes would do or something. Like it's a decision made by cocaine. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but the, uh, regardless, the the hero of this journey is Ernest P. Worrell, mm-hmm. who is continuously referred to as Ernest P. Worrell. Yes, <laughs> which drove me crazy because it's not a joke. I do you think that they just mispronounced it, or it's supposed to be they're mispronouncing it on purpose because they don't know who he is? But then there's um. never a reference to it. I mean, is it that if you say Worrell, that is kind of your redneck way of saying it? And if you're a proper news broadcaster, you say Worrell? I don't know. So you think it's on purpose? I, I don't. I I don't think that there's it must be because I don't think that this whole thing would have went the way it was. And someone wouldn't have gone, uh, excuse me, Mr. Story. It's Worrell. <laughs> I don't know about that for a reason we'll get into once I uh, let's let's back up. Let's back up. The hero of this is Ernest P. Worrell and uh, played by Jim Varney. Ernest Worrell was a massive comedy star in the Mm. 1980s who started with a giantly popular series of uh, syndicated commercials somehow for eggs (laughs) and dairy Mountain Dew, he does, I think. Oh, no, he does. uh, He did Squirt, I think, at one point. He did commercials for every. I remember going to Blockbuster as a youth and seeing 
collections of just commercials that he yes. did in the early 80s that you could watch one after the other. Yes, Ernest's Greatest Hits, Volume 1 and 2. Yeah, and then the Ernest Film Festival. Yes. And everyone, of course, at home is nodding along. They're all very familiar. <laughs> so... Uh, and from these commercials, he got uh, Touchstone Pictures, owned by Disney, uh, produced Ernest Goes to Cl- Ernest Goes to Camp, which was an unexpected hit. It spent five, three weeks, I think, in the in the top five movies in America. Oh, God. huge I success! Mean, I um, I for the the week after I saw it, I couldn't stop singing. Um, that famous song, Imagine Me and You. Happy Together? Yes. That song stuck in my mind for so until this, to this day, I can't, I don't, I don't hear that song and think of anything but that movie. Uh, I think that that's how Brian Wilson intended it. <laughs> was it Brian Wilson? Did he write that? Well, it's a Beach Boys song, right? Oh, I thought it was uh, the Turtles or something. <laughs> oh, oh, you're right. All right. I think it's what the turtles intended. Yeah. Um, I'm looking, I'm looking that up, but it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. I think you're so anyways, absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that song's a great song. And then also it um, made a great montage. And from that, uh, Jim Varney made nine earnest movies altogether, which Gosh. is insane. I was actually thinking about it. Does anybody now exist who has the kind of career that Jim Varney had from this character. You can't say Larry the Cable Guy because Jim Varney did not start out as a stand-up comic. He was a classically trained Shakespearean actor <laughs> right? who then just got cast as a, 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 this redneck character he had created. I mean, I don't know. Like, is it like the Olsen twins or something? Like, I don't know. Like, people who just have like a streak of just... But the Olsen twins don't make movies and they, they're they not playing a character. I mean, they're playing themselves. I don't know if that's but a character. They, they don't act anymore. Yeah, but they had, but they, oh, he doesn't either. He died, but they, they have, <laughs> they have, they have, they well, I guess have you won nine. that argument. Yeah. <laughs> like Medea is Medea the, the kind of only thing like that now. Hmm. It's an yeah. original character, started out on the stage. Medea is definitely no, nothing's come to mind. I'm sure there is some character out there that we're that we're missing that everyone is just screaming right now into their computers. Okay, but um, no, I, I mean it's just it, I think the '80s were a special time for stuff like that. I would also say that Ernest and uh, 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 Jeff Foxworthy are two of the only big name Southern character comedian actors who seem just kind of sweet and respectful. (laughs) They don't seem like, uh, you know, racist. (laughs) I know. I know. Well, I don't, I have not fully explored either of their, you know, con- I haven't uh, their comedy, so I can't. I, 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 but I, I feel what you're feeling. Like, I don't, I was actually even looking up Jim Varney political views today, <laughs> you know, like, and I was just like hoping that I wouldn't find something that made me mad or sad. 
And I said that, and as I said it, I remembered that there is a late career movie called Ernest Goes to Africa, and I have not seen it, but I bet it is super respectful. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I mean, racism only applies to American black people, right? (laughs) So... (laughs) I, I yeah I I think you're right. I mean, there's plenty of you're right. Like the gentle, like southern, um, sweet southern, like tick tep tick technically or typically you don't see that as a southern character. They're usually, um, like you said, Larry the Cable Guy or those like just what you picture as kind of gross. <laughs> Or that even, people take pride in, or I, demeaning. I don't, don't want to be mean. Well, <laughs> yeah. I think that's actually kind of the thing. I mean, Larry the Cable Guy, he's not from the South. He's from Connecticut. Right. It's a character right. he's playing. Right. So he's doing like neck face. He's doing red neck face. <laughs> neck face. I f- so I feel like it, a lot of Southern characters are kind of mocking towards the South. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I. When I think of Jim Varney, I don't. Th- when I see his character, I don't think any. I don't think anything negative about um, where I think he's from, like Kentucky or something like that. Like I don't think anything negative of those things. Where whereas when I w- watch like things that are supposed to be redneck based, I get a a queasy feeling. You know. It also helps that I think he was a genuinely good actor. Mm-hmm. Um, and a funny, I find some stuff he's done like very funny. I think he was given terrible material 80% of the time, but I am a big fan of the kids show that he did. He Vernon's oh, Ernest. Great. Um, yeah. there are parts in, uh, Ernest Saves Christmas that I yes. find unironically funny. Yes. And I find the, uh, drag character he did. Great. I, I laugh. So like the grandma or whatever? Yes. The neck brace? The grandma. He does a character where he plays a grandmother who is permanently in a neck brace for a reason that is never <laughs> explained. Uh, and it's great. It's a such a funny character. I wish he had done more with it. Yeah. I think um, I think the Ernaverst <laughs> verse as you. Uh, <laughs> everything's got to have a verse. And so uh, the I don't know if that you can leave. What'd you say? The Vernverse. Yeah, the Vernverse. The Verniverse. <laughs> yeah, I think I don't I just don't think his character's ever left that that world. Right. And I'll inject this later, but if you haven't seen Ernest, the idea is that there's a person behind the camera of either filming him or he's constantly talking to his name is Vern, who we never see. And that's a conceit that's carried on into this special. Mm-hmm. And I always, I always kind of thought that I was Vern. I always thought that that was the premise. But you identified I, with Vern. Well, I don't mean I personally identified with Vern, but maybe I would if if I was in his world. But I just mean when he's talking to the camera, we are all Vern. But I think in the movie and stuff, like the Christmas one, I think, I mean, he he goes to Vern's house and everything. So it's like, no, the no, the, you aren't Vern. <laughs> but we just, don't see Vern. Right, you don't. But but I don't live in that house. <laughs> so it's definitely not me. Is our first t-shirt going to be We Are All Vern? <laughs> I think so. I think so. 
So the special starts out with that conceit where this was filmed wherever, whatever state in the Midwest, I think Chicago, somewhere okay. in Illinois, um, in what looks just kind of like a rundown state park where they filmed all of Ernest's material. Okay. Which gives it sort of this oddly endearing, but kind of seedy, like Harmony Cormine feel <laughs> to it. Everything kind of looks like it has a very thin veneer of bacon grease on it in, <laughs> in Ernest's world, which makes it seem a little dangerous. And we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But he wakes up Vern saying he's very excited. He's going to be the first grown up to ever ride Splash Mountain. The first human, they stress. Oh, okay. But this is the first. They say, no, no, like they've tested it with sandbags and other things. But he is the first ever human to ever test this, which is what, where all the um, tension is supposed to be from. We're not given a backstory as to why he's been selected. Right, there's no... Um, but he has been no selected. Damn, is Ernest really going to be the very first person on that splash mountain? That is correct, Ralph. And many tests of the ride have been conducted using empty logs and logs that have been weighted with sandbags to simulate the weight of people. But, of course, as in any innovative technology, the real test only comes once a human is on board. And we are then violently thrown into what the other thread of our storyline will be, which is something that every child loves, a newscast. Yes. And we are given a parade throughout the special of middle-aged to elderly newscasters. <laughs> no children, no hip teens, Mm-mm. just dumpy white people yep. <laughs> reading the news. And uh, the, the, the station is called Splash Mountain News Central. Yes, we're at Splash Mountain News Central, which I guess has been a network just reporting on all things Splash Mountain for uh, who knows how long. I, I don't think so, because um, Cameron Cronemeyer, their, uh, one of their correspondents, says that he also has covered lots of things like presidential inaugurations and Super Bowls. You're right. Maybe not with that station, though. I like to well, think that's that true. this Maybe is all Splash Mountain all the time. Okay. Is it really days of cable? S- I don't know. I was just thinking, like, I would love to see the Splash Mountain News Central's coverage of the presidential inauguration. I <laughs> Through I'd the filter th- of Splash Mountain. I'd love to see uh, Skip Binkman. Yes. Take Michael, on... Uh, Michael Dukakis is something of a Br'er Bear in this race. <laughs> <laughs> Always putting his nice. foot in it. Oh, nice. Uh, this is a great, this is a real writer's room dream. The mm-hmm. names that they give the anchors, oh, which are, boy. Uh, let's see here. We have, uh, as you said, Cameron Cronemeyer. Mm-hmm. We have Marjorie Hastings Hardwick. Uh, that I cannot figure out if this is a reference to something. <laughs> so or what, crazy. I can't, why, why is there a hyphenated name? Like what is going, obviously well, she, she got married. She got married, but. Why is that part? Where is the, where is this pointing to? Skip Bankman. Binkman. Binkman. Okay. Yeah, Binkman, um, yeah. I, I'm sorry, I made him sound ridiculous. Mm-hmm, no. And then our main mo- news anchor in the studio, Ralph Story, yes. which I thought was a reference to. Oh, yes, this is newsman who reads the story. Me too. Me too. Nope. Real mm-hmm. newscaster. Real newscaster yes. since the 1950s. <laughs> yes, it says Ralph Story as himself in the credits, and I was yeah. like, oh. 
No, he was like really famous. He like started a talk show that eventually went on to become Good Morning America. Yes. Hosted a major game show before that. Yes. And before that was a decorated World War II veteran. And now he is reading lines <laughs> in a Splash Mountain promo. Having to pretend that he's angry with a guy <laughs> named Skip Binkman. <laughs> Having said that, like, he's not an actor. He's a news correspondent. But I'm sure he always wished he was an actor starting out. So I, th- I get the mm-hmm. feeling like he is actually kind of enjoying himself doing this. Yes. He's really, as I said before, schmacting it up. Like, he's really given some big old bug eye takes to the camera. Yes. I think he's eating it up. As you can see, the seconds are racing by now in our countdown to Daredevil Ernest P. Worrell's historic ride down Splash Mountain. So he's the first person to ever ride. Ernest the first ever ride this. They he talks about it in terms of like him going down in the history books. Um, when I was looking up information, all of the descriptions talk about how he is the world's first splash astronaut. Right. But but they never. I never heard them say that during the sh- episode at all so who wrote that who wrote that word was it just someone on imdb oh they make reference that he's going to be a splash or not they say it in okay. the special they do yes okay okay i missed it um they talk about Ernest going on this ride as though he may be decapitated yes he may die and as we all know, jokes about theme park ride deaths are always great. <laughs> also, if you've ever... When you're promoting. We've, they are promoting this like this is the new thrill ride at like a, a Kings Island or a Six Flags. Yeah. Which for Disney is so... And we've both ridden Splash Mountain. It's a very sunny, friendly ride. And the, the drop mm-hmm. is a little steep, but... yes. I would not say this is like a death defying attraction. No, not at 40 miles an hour. It's so. <laughs> I know I'm saying really- the obvious. I'm just saying the way that they're promoting this ride is so strange. <laughs> uh, we yeah, they're back- trying really hard. They're trying really hard to get um, kids on board, I guess. Like adult, like uh, like 12 year old boys. I, uh, yeah, I'm thinking of the 12 year old boy that we, well, I I would be the 12 year old boy watching this for sure. Yes. Yes. I mean, we were both the 17 year old boy watching this. Yes. I mean, we should say now we are both theme park uh, idiots. Like we care way too much about theme park stuff. We find it way too interesting, way too amusing. Yes. Um, And we won't get into it too much, but you you actually live uh, by Disney World now, and you visit it on mm-hmm. the regular. Yes, yeah, and I've ne- I should also say I've never ridden the Disneyland version of this ride. I've only ridden the Disney World version. They say the music's different in the two. In the two, one is like the one at Disneyland is more like big, big band themed, and the one at Disney World is more uh, banjo plucking. I have also heard the Disneyland one, you are always in danger of being decapitated. Yeah. yeah. It's super dangerous. 
<laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> and we're joking about like the big buildup that all this is creating. But I also know through listening to another podcast called Podcast The Ride, where they talk mm-hmm. about theme park attractions, mm-hmm. there is a host on that show that did not write Splash Mountain into his late 20s, maybe early 30s, because this special freaked him out so much as a child. (laughs) He was scared of it. I mean, not to be shaming anybody, but like into your 20s is a little extreme, but still. Yeah, well, I mean, you're you're definitely a loser then. Right. (laughs) (laughs) No question. Hey, your words, not mine. (laughs) If they ever want to have me on as a guest, fellas, I am more than happy to be on your podcast. But that... So this, with, I wouldn't join in some loser <laughs> podcast. <laughs> this did install a, a fear into the hearts of some people watching it. We so, cu- we yeah. cut back and forth between Ernest doing a lot of low rent hillbilly <laughs> style training, like He's spinning on a around tire swing. Yeah, yeah spinning around. Uh, where I didn't. By the way, I did not see the twist coming. He's doing pull ups. Mm. And they're they're zoomed in really close. Yeah. And it looks like he's doing one of those things where, you know, you're just standing at a bar that's right by your neck, but you're pretending to raise your hand over it, yeah. your your chin over it. But no, he he actually is doing it because he puts his legs up on top of it mm-hmm. and then does sit ups on the bar. So I was not I was I did not see that twist coming. <laughs> I thought it was a it's an entirely different gag. When you think they're going to zig, they zag. They do every time. That's what happens in the Vernverse. By the way, who do you think first tested the Magic Kingdom version? Ernest. No, he does Oh, Magic Kingdom. Yeah, the the Florida version. Oh. You think it's like Harry Anderson or Richard Lewis? Probably the Micro Machines guy. (laughs) The Micro Machines guy. John Machida? Yeah. (laughs) What about- He uh, can stop talking about it. <laughs> Dennis Wolfberg. I don't know who that okay. is. I just wanted to pull out this reference. I've been I wrote this. Who is that? Dennis Wolfberg is this comedian with red hair and bulgy eyes from the 80s and he would stick his tongue out. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was looking all day for that name. What did he did he do commercials? No, he just has a really funny voice and 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 look. Okay. Boy. <laughs> and I'm sure the, the the internet will all now be going to YouTube to find him. 80 stand up comedy. 80 stand up comedy. All yes. you needed was one hook. And it usually involved a facial expression. <laughs> yeah, or a crazy haircut. Yeah. <laughs> or being um, a minority. <laughs> yeah. Um there's and I refer- support that. I support that. There's um, a reference made where he's he's tying the the tire swing to the tree, and he says, "Not since the horrific something like not since the horrific and unjust hanging of Cole Younger's horse." <laughs> what a bizarre! Like I had to look up who that was. It was a bandit in the Wild West. I don't see anything about his horse or like his horse being executed. It's just some crazy reference they decided to make, which here's my theory, because the people who produced Jim Varney's Ernest commercials were his production company through his entire career. That's why everything is shot in Chicago. That's why they're always at the same Midwestern house. These bumpers on the Ernest side were shot by 
his company. And then the mm-hmm. news broadcast stuff was shot by Disney, which would A, never happen today. B, okay. I don't think they, I, I don't think either side saw the finished footage until they were editing. So I think they were all saying Ernest's name incorrectly by mistake. And I think that's why there's like death references in the Ernest side of things. Right. Uh, you know, on his uh, speaking of his side of things, like I could listen to him talk all day. Ernest? Yes. Great voice. His his voice and and the way he describes things, like you said with the the hanging of the horse and he he has that intel. He has the. Uh, he speaks in those like grand, like um, sort of Shakespearean. You can tell ways. he's trained. <laughs> yeah, and he talks about you know just you know uh, cranking an engine on a car, but he uses these those grand definite uh, explanations, and uh, I, I'm 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 all in on it. I wish Jim Varney had done some books on tape. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to hear him like read a Stephen King novel. <laughs> I, I, and his voice is so it's got the, he's got that smoker's voice. Yeah. Um, which it, you know, he, so he always sounds like your grandma. Right. Yes. <laughs> Even when he's not doing your, the grandma character. Yeah. That smoker's, that smoker's purr, which unfortunately was his demise as yes. well. So don't smoke any children out there. Don't start smoking. Mm-mm. It's not cool. Not unless, unless you're you a teenager, have, and then it looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And unless you want to have a very successful career. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we uh, go back on the Disney World side of things. They're mm-hmm. explaining that the ride is based on Song of the South. We get a yes. very lightly grazing explanation of Song of the South. Um, yes. No. I mean, as quick as possible. They, yes, they're in and out. Yes. Of course, none of the uh, live action footage of singing happy slaves is shown. No tar baby uh, footage? Uh, no. Uh, just kind of like a dancing rabbit and fox. Yes. And on the ride, actually, you know, so the way they catch him, the the the, the way the, the fox and the bear catch the rabbit in the movie is they create this um, – baby made of tar to trick him he gets stuck in it well in the ride he's actually gets stuck in uh honey jars or honey bee hives right uh, so they, they they really i i cannot believe they made this ride without even because I mean, they've always they've never released this in america on vhs or dvd it's funny to me that they were like well we don't want to release this movie but we want to make a ride based on it. Based on a movie that uh, – what like year I, did it – now I'm, I'm going to look this up. I, I really think that this should have been based on the Tom Hanks movie. They could have shown more of the real story. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see when this was re- – because I – okay. So I saw Song of the South in theaters as a kid, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not 80 – so I'm going to no, see I saw it too. I saw it too. What years it was re-released? Oh god, this Wikipedia is so long. <laughs> okay. Released in 1946. 
re-released into theaters. 1973 and then 1980 and 1986. Okay. Okay. So 1986. I don't know what year they gave it to the NAACP. I don't know. Well, you know, let me explain this really quick. So this film was deemed racist enough because as, as I said, um, even though the the lead actor who played Uncle Remus won an Academy Award for his performance, I think it was a special Academy Award, which is sort of <laughs> sort of gross. But <laughs> and it was just a can that they had written the word Oscar <laughs> on it. But uh, Disney wound up shelving this movie in theory indefinitely because it is very racist. It shows. Uh, slavery is just kind of like being in uh, in an internship. Yeah, and, and and this isn't like I was kind of uh, I was unfortunately arguing about the this with someone on the internet, and uh, um, they were like, "Oh, you know, this is new." People thinking it's racist. Like, no, people were protesting this movie like a month after it came out in the forties. Right. So this has always been considered inappropriate at the least. Yeah. Uh, but they, that did not stop them from releasing this in other countries because it did come out on D, on VHS and Laserdisc or they would play it on BBC or whatever. This has been re-released in uh, Asia and Europe as late as 2000. <laughs> Yeah. So yes, well, very strange to make an entire probably I'm going to guess the most expensive ride that Disney had made to that point on this movie that was not going to be seen again. So strange, so strange. I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean they could have created new characters like they did with the jamboree, the country bear jamboree or anything. I mean they don't have to like pull from an existing thing. Uh, but yeah yeah you know this mountain is an intricate combination of creativity and technology feature editor skip binkman has spent the last few days crawling around every nook and cranny of this innovative marvel so let's see what he's found we uh cut to skip who is reporting at the water purification uh, part of the ride backstage yes. and he's gesturing to where all of the half a million gallons of water mm-hmm. will be throwing through California, which is a permanent water problem. Yeah. <laughs> and Skip is accidentally drops his clipboard into the water yes. and they react like he has just thrown a baby off a building. <laughs> yes. Well, they, he, he, he has to cut the story short. Because they come back to Ralph and he's like, oh, uh, oh, I'm back again. Like he's like he was not expecting it to end so fast. Oh, I thought he was shocked that Skip would do such a thing. Well, I I think that was also maybe part of it. But I think he because he when he cuts back, he's like not ready to report. Oh, that's how I felt about it. This teleplay is a little muddied. Well, I just think what's that's what makes it great is that, you know, it's up to the viewer to decide. Yeah, that's true. We're all Vern. <laughs> yeah. 
we see an interview with an Imagineer who looks just the way you want an oh. Imagineer to look. Okay. Um, he across, looks like a happy pig in a across, Hawaiian shirt. Across between Louis Anderson yes. and maybe a child molester. <laughs> I'd like uh, to uh, apologize to Bruce Gordon, Imagineer, <laughs> incredibly talented man who had to head up this behemoth of a ride. And wh- why do the every time I see an Imagineer, I always think they why do they look exactly like a computer store clerk? <laughs> like these are artists well, it's right? an indoor I mean, kid it's an indoor kid <laughs> I, I mean i always picture imagineers as like artsy you know like artists well, not people. joe no. roadie joe imagineer no. joe roadie looks like a burning man <laughs> <Yeah>. victim <laughs> <laughs> no like he looks like one of the effigies that they would burn <laughs> <laughs> yeah. joe roadie has one ear that's like engaged and stretched out with these ball bearings around it like down to his waist he, yeah. he, he like collects an earring everywhere he goes or yes, something he, he looks like an evil it. wizard is yeah. the man we're referencing <laughs> but yeah bruce gordon very nice he plays along with this skit very well i think he does a good job he does a good job the the idea is that the newscaster is a huge jerk and she cuts him off every time he starts to speak yeah, he always says, that's right. And then he starts, he tries to finish, and then she instead finishes for him. Well, as you can see, our countdown has ended, and it's time for Ernest P. Worrell to make history. Let's go back to Cameron Cronemeyer at Splash Mountain in Disneyland and find out if Ernest has arrived. Any sight of him yet, Cam? Things move pretty quickly after mm-hmm. that. I mean, we go to Ernest arriving in Disneyland where he's being carried on people's shoulders. People have made handmade signs and little masks of Ernest that they are chanting and, and really supporting him. Uh, And then he goes to get on the ride. Boy, this thing really starts dragging when he actually gets (laughs) to the park, right? Yeah. Cause it's just, it's a lot of monologues with no jokes. Right. They're just clunking and landing. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets to the ride and uh, I, I guess he's never been told what the ride will be because whenever he's told that there's going to be drops on this ride, <laughs> he he's really out. surprised. <laughs> I know. I don't know what he was training for. <laughs> uh, we also have all the Song of the South characters, like the walk around mascot style characters mm-hmm. And they are arm acting up a storm. Oh my gosh, they are going at it in the background. Everything, it is like one stop short of sign language. I just don't get, like, it just dawned on me. I was like, I thought the fox and the bear were, were always trying to get the rabbit. Well, he's right there in their grasp. The only way I can figure that kind of thing out is that it's supposed to be like they're actors, like in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and they're offset. Oh, okay. okay, right. But that's not how they act at the parks. I mean, like if you if you see the evil queen, she acts like an evil queen. Oh, does she? Yeah they they're not like hugging you and stuff. They're you know they're oh I see you know what I'm right. saying right right right. Well, I guess if there's a costume character who's crossing his arms and refusing to interact with you, it doesn't <laughs> play too well. Choking the rabbit. 
like, I just want a photo. And just <laughs> now we one thing I will remember because I somehow I didn't have. Did you have the Disney Channel growing up? I did. Okay. Did you see this when it broadcast? Because how know, old would I, you have been? Eleven. Uh, 86, I was born in, or no, what was this? 89. I was born in 78. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, it feels so familiar to me, so I must have watched it or at least saw a commercial for it. I saw, I don't know how, I must have been at a friend's house or something that had it because I did not have Disney Channel. I wanted it desperately. Um, also possibly it was shown during a free preview of like, Oh yeah, cable uh, preview. Yeah, premiere stations. Well, there there was um, it did it does say that it was released in 1985, but then it was also it first aired on the Disney Channel on July 7th, okay. and then in syndication beginning August 19th. Oh, so I, does that mean it could have played on other channels? You know what? I bet they did because I remember this ride through footage really distinctly mm-hmm. i bet they just cut the ride footage with him on the ride out and put it in the 1989 christmas parade oh that could be it i don't remember all, any of the news stuff but i definitely remember him riding it and wanting to go yeah that could have been it. i mean gosh why wouldn't so you take the newscast stuff up <laughs> yeah i know so much repackaging back then I remember watching it as a kid and being really frustrated. I did not like this kind of special when I was a child. Like I just wanted them to show clips from the ride. I wanted real footage of people building the ride, this Mm. kind of thing where it was a fictitious storyline and people were acting frustrated me to no end. Well, yeah, you were a nerd. Yeah. (laughs) You were a freaking dork. (laughs) I was a nerd, and I was also, I guarantee you, I was mad it was badly written. I mean, all the cool kids in school were, like, talking about Ernest the next day, and you're like, why didn't they let this Bruce Gordon speak? <laughs> let it breathe! <laughs> and then and then they stole your french fries. <laughs> <laughs> we get a little bit of ride footage, a tiny bit. Of course, they're not going to show you too much of the ride um, because they want you to go. It's mostly his face. Mostly his face reacting, but they show some close-ups of the animatronics. Which, when you see close-ups of these animatronics, it is horrifying. Well, did you see that? So all of these animatronics, a lot of them came from another show they had called America Sings. Yes. And so. Uh, when you, yeah. <laughs> I'm familiar. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> Uh, well, the uh, you can see like that they've been kind of given facelifts, you know, like like you could see that they were like they they pulled a fox from another one, but they kind of just like puffed his face a little bit to look like the fox in the cartoon. Mm. Yeah, so I think it, most there is of them. A to oh, this. this is going to get way too deep if we talk about that. <laughs> Most of the America Sings are actually on the riverboat scene because they had to have so many. So those those aren't redone and they're also not characters from A Song of the South. That's why there's like so many eagles on the boat. (laughs) Most of the Br'er Rabbit's uh, characters were original. Yeah. Sorry, listener. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Remember that? Speaking of funny stuff, I actually... (laughs) My one legitimate laugh 
that I'm going to assume was uh, not written by anybody at Disney is when Ernest is ready to go up the big final drop. Mm-hmm. He's sitting on the log and he goes, wish I'd brought a book because <laughs> he's acting really bored. Oh, yeah. What about uh, when he he calls for them to give him his flume and he says, somebody call me a log. Yeah. And, and the all, audience yells, you're a, you're log. a log. Yeah. Classic. Classic. Also, whenever he's getting ready to get out, go on the, I know I'm backtracking, but did you notice when he is getting ready to go on the ride, a person in the crowd goes, hey, let's go, Ernest. Yeah. And I do not think it was scripted because everyone kind of looks jolted for a second. <laughs> like, no take two possible. <laughs> That's what I was going to add. How many takes did they do? One. Like, like, yeah, right. Because he's on this freaking boat. Like, they're like, look. You got to get it this time, Ernest. Like, this is it. Like, you can't freak. All these people are waiting to ride this ride. Let's go back to Splash Mountain now, where Ernest is preparing for the intimidating climb to the top of the world's longest plume drop on the way to the Briar Patch. So Ernest goes down the big final drop, and it looks like he is descending into the mouth of madness. (laughs) Yes, he's th- th- he's spinning around upside down. He's going into other parts of the ride <laughs> that aren't in this <laughs> that aren't in this drop. But it shows him, yeah, like he said, spinning around. Uh, strobe lights are on him. His hair is flying around. He's gripping onto the sides of this log. Like yes. it makes it look <laughs> as though <laughs> you are going into a Jacob's Ladder style. <laughs> insane place it's like the it's like wonka like willy wonka yeah that's a great that's a great analogy yes yeah, you're seeing like- chickens heads chopped off <laughs> and snakes <laughs> writhing over a corpse <laughs> and then of course slugworth yes <laughs> so My- he yeah go yeah. on he gets to the bottom he mm-hmm. gets there makes it to the end the clipboard is back skip binkman's clipboard has appeared on Ernest's chest. Oh my God. I didn't even piece that together. I didn't either. I was actually going to ask, what this is, is this a good clip- script? I was, gonna, <laughs> I was going to ask, what is the pink clipboard on his chest? And then earlier in the episode, you were like, he drops his pink clipboard. I was like, Oh, that's the freaking connection. God, I didn't even, I had no idea what he had actually. I mean, we're watching a fairly grainy YouTube transfer from VHS, but still. Yeah. I can't wait for a Blu-ray of this. Mm. Mm. (laughs) From uh, Shout Factory. (laughs) (laughs) Now, my kid, my daughter, loves Mm. Ernest. Okay. What what, what has she seen of Ernest? We've watched Ernest Goes to Camp, Ernest Saves Christmas. She watched the end of this. Uh Uh-huh. She came in with me. Has she she seen the TV show? Yes, she's watched the TV show. Okay. She's watched. Um, I have a post. I made a poster for her in her room. She's she tried to get through Ernest Scared Stupid, but uh, that was too scary. And then also Ernest goes to jail. That's a hard one for a kid to sit through. It's scary that little Jane. troll troll guy. Oh, Scared Stupid has. Uh, surprisingly intense monster costumes. Yeah, it's it is scary. It's not 
easy. It'll scare him stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cameron, Cameron, what's happening? He, he still hasn't come by here. Well, I don't know, Skip. It's hard to tell. There doesn't seem to be any sign of recovery. Oh, no. Well, I hope we haven't witnessed the demise of America's first splastronaut. Wait a minute, Skip. I think I see something coming. Wait a minute. I think I see something, Skip. That's the log. Yes, it's him. It's him. So he's gone into shock. Uh, he, he, they have to pull him off of the flume, and he's, he pulls the handles off the thing. Right. Because he's so strange to them. He's fainted. Uh, and then he falls to the ground, and then the ride starts, and everyone starts climbing over him. They just walk over him. Everyone's forgotten about Ernest. Yeah. And they're all rushing to the ride. And um, Ralph's story says um, he's one for the books, <laughs> which I, I don't. I, 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 Not a we, joke. No, like I can't. I was trying to say that one for the books and it doesn't mean anything to me. Well, he says Ernest is now a piece a part of history, yeah. which is perfect because he's one for the books. Yeah, what does that mean? I I never thought that that was an insult. He says it as though you would say like because he's all washed up. <laughs> P- P- like Were you bringing up your your child liking Ernest for any reason or were you just bragging about the fact that you had a kid i have a cool kid well it's just to think about Ernest. like i I can't stress like if you don't know anything about Ernest, go to your library yeah (laughs) go to your local uh video library i i just feel like um i don't want him to be forgotten and i don't he's not like you know like everyone i know shows their kids ducktales or whatever things that are good but i feel like people don't everyone doesn't just show their kids earnest and i'm pleading with the audience please show your kids earnest i wonder i don't think any major studios own earnest because obviously one earnest cannot be bought two Mm -hmm. i bet that his likeness or something cannot be bought that's how he started I bet the Ernest character is owned by the advertising company. Yeah. Still. I bet if if somebody like Disney, for example, owned the Ernest property, we'd be getting a lot more nostalgia packages yeah. with Jim Varney. I mean, like he was so big. I read that he was one of the biggest requests for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Really? To yes. meet Ernest? To meet him, talk to him. Like, like he would call kids on the phone, even when he was dying of lung cancer. And he, they, like, they would get a call and then die, like, two days later. Like, they were just holding on right. for that Ernest phone call. Wow. So, yeah, please, if you don't know anything about about Jim Varney and Ernest. Look him up. I don't know what it'll be like to watch it now. But if most you have kids, the, most watch of the it movies are terrible. I will say that. But they're good for it is it's yes. kid level. They'll like it. Yes. I would I would say his best stuff is the show. I think yes. that show is legitimately funny. There's really funny just 
absolutely bizarre stuff on that it's show. madness it, and yeah. it's and it is like if you have a kid that has add this is the freaking show for them it's true that show is adult swim before it existed truly <laughs> yes. it's like every every 30 seconds is a new thing happening on the show there's a great and he's not in all the clips um there's a segment that's great called my father the clown which is about a regular <laughs> yeah. b- little boy and a regular mom who have a clown father and a clown child and they just make this regular little boy's life hell by being <laughs> clowns all the time and spraying him with seltzer and, and he giving does him not want to be a clown no he hates it <laughs> it's this kid's <laughs> life going through misery <laughs> it's great it's so funny it's great I think, um, also his the supporting actors like that the big that that um that oh big yeah guy. uh little Bobby brother brother Bobby is that uh, right well there was the yeah like the, there was the the big guy and then he was with that that guy who never spoke yes um they're great and it's just perfect eighties like character acting and. Boy, they tried doing some solo or some uh, duo v- YouTube videos on their own. Oof. They are not good. They <laughs> needed the magic of Ernest to help yes. carry them along. Yes. A triumphant end for a triumphant man. It should be noted that the honor he received today is a testament to his perseverance and self-denial. What more can be said? Ernest P. Worrell will certainly be written into the history of Disneyland because he's one for the books. On behalf of all my colleagues, we salute you, Ernest. Ralph Story here. So long, everyone. By the by, the, we, we've moved on because the after that, I mean, this special just ends. It ends like somebody dropped a curtain over a parakeet cage. Actually, that's not <laughs> quite true. We get an Avengers-style post-credit sequence. Oh, yes. Where Ernest is back home, and he's just saying... Like wow, wasn't that crazy? Well, doesn't he say he uh, he he wanted to celebrate, so th- he invited the Imagineers over. Yeah, but um, they all said that they couldn't make it because that day was the day they all like to go outside and watch the big truck pick up the trash dumpsters. Mm-hmm. And then he goes bobbing for water. Yes, which is him putting his face in a punch bowl full of just water. <laughs> he says it's easy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny. It's actually like a funny ending. Yeah. They got two uh, jokes in. (laughs) Yeah. And I think maybe that's how this episode should end. We should just drop the curtain on the parakeet (laughs) cage of an episode. (laughs) So from your perspective, what do you think? Is this entertaining on any level? I, I, I think it's interesting because I like... I mean, this is this was made for me. This thing, mm-hmm. very specifically for me. I'm a theme park nerd. I like Ernest. I really appreciate the stupid effort to create this kind of commercial. Um, minimal effort, I would say, but I, I, some I understand. effort. I I I get that. What I mean, though, is instead of just saying like because there's tons of stuff on the disney channel where it's just them there's a voiceover and they're just they're showing you know early 
drawings and that's great. I like that. But I also like a fun freaking stupid story sandwiched around, you know, the thing that you hated as a kid. Right. <laughs> I remember watching an early, I mean, this is big before I was born, but it was on a, a video of Haley Mills being shown the animation department at Disney. <laughs> and they were doing the whole thing like, this is how an animated film is made. And he goes, all right, so here's all the drawings and we flip them and it looks like it moves. And Haley going from a script I know now goes, I still don't get it. And I remember going to my mom is like, what, how dumb is this grown woman? How does she not get, she, she does movies for a living. So how, old that, you, how old were you? Uh, this is last year. In your tw- yeah, as I thought. Uh, God, how old was I? Oh, like eight or nine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Um, I think that, yeah, this is the kind of thing where. Now pass me a coaster. (laughs) (laughs) I think this is entertaining if you're a completist about this kind of thing, which I definitely am. Um, It's more just like a curiosity of an era that we're never going to have again in terms of how low rent and how uh, sedate the pace of this is. I mean, it's 22 minutes. It's not, I don't know. I, I guess it's hard for me. I'm biased. So it's hard for me to say, oh, but like, I, I guess I wouldn't be like, I wouldn't tell my dad he needs to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate test. Would, should yeah. your dad watch it? <laughs> um, but I know that, you know, my freaking brother would watch it or whatever. You know, so sure. like. I feel like if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you are going to freaking love this thing <laughs> in that sense. That's very true. But you would also agree if you did not care about Ernest or Disney World, you would get nothing out of this. No, even this on would, an ironic level. I don't. Yeah, think it doesn't. Enough. It's not bad enough. Yes. Like some of the stuff we've watched. It's 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 not. Yeah, it is totally run of the mill. Just plain Jane. Here's this thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Which is great. I mean, I enjoy watching it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I always enjoy talking to you about it. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Hey, Vern, just throw in a little victory party to celebrate my triumph over Splash Mountain. Yeah, Vern, them boys in Imagineering have really come up with a winner. And I invited each and every one of them to come here today and celebrate with me. But they said that today's the day they like to watch the big truck empty all the dumpsters out back. 